This is the Mark D Show, hosted by a guy who played a decent game of Big Brother. Now here he is, Mark of BBCan7. Hello, hello, hello. It is Mark D with another episode of the Mark D Show, where I talk once a week with past players about the past week events in the Big Brother house and what each player needs to be doing to perfect their game. Just a heads up, in this episode of the Mark D Show, we will talk about who won HOH ahead of tonight's actual Big Brother Canada's episode. Now, on the last episode of the Mark D Show, we had Adam Pike of BBCan7 joining us, and here's some of what he had to say about the different alliances forming in the house. It's going to be Pretty Boys 2.0, but they're going to be better. The thing is, all of those guys are just talking about each other, and they're going around and forming other alliances with other people, and within time, all of this is going to catch up on them. To hear the rest of that episode, go to my social media, The Mark D Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, the link to all the episodes are in my bio. Make sure to also subscribe to my podcast on your favorite streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Just search The Mark D Show. You'll see it over there. On this episode, I am very excited to be joined with another former house guest of mine, a player I was always at odds ends with in the house, a member of the Youngbloods, Kiki Wallace. Kiki, how's it going? Hi, Mark. It's going good. How are you? Things are uh, good. I mean, I like doing this in a private studio. I don't have to worry about COVID-19, big gatherings. And uh, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm feeling very quarantined just because I haven't done anything today. I haven't left my house. So I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. Are you ready to jump into this? Yeah, let's jump in. Okay, because the idea with these uh, episodes is that we do a quick recap of the past week, what happened, the events, and then we get into each player, how they're performing, what they're doing right, and what they could be doing to uh, improve their game and cement themselves into a better position, if you will. So... To recap the last week, we saw obviously Chris won HOH and he had this big master plan to go and nominate Hira and Brooke with both of them being pawns. However, the real target was... Michael Dudley. Yes, indeed. Our boy from Prince George, military guy who uh, they were very suspicious of. Chris actually wanted to nominate Sheldon as well. Kyle got whiff of that, and Kyle is in an alliance with Sheldon. He's in an alliance with Vanessa. He's in an alliance with Brooke, and he's like, hang on a second. We got to get Sheldon's name out of Chris's mouth. So he goes to Chris, brings up Sheldon. He's like, yo, we're the boys. We're going to be like the pretty boys, but even better, and we're going to rock this to the end. Yeah, why did they say that? Also, that was <laughs> annoying. Just want to point that out. I was really annoyed when I heard that. You know what? Kyle is saying whatever he's got to say to obviously keep his boy Sheldon safe. Chris thinks that Kyle and him are like broing down hard, and meanwhile, Kyle has been sewering the living beans out of Chris. Mm-hmm. I feel honestly terrible for Chris. He had this crazy idea, which was egged on by Kyle, and because he trusts him, he's like, "Man, this is going to be epic! What a big move!" Chris, buddy, the whole house played you. That wasn't your HOH dog. That was Kyle's idea, and, like, you just got played. And this poor guy, like, honestly, it's sad because I think Kyle really played on Chris's ability to feel emasculated by Michael, and I really think that it was kind of a battle of testosterone there. Chris wants to be alpha. Chris is comfortable with Kyle. Maybe it was just edited this way, but it seems like, Kyle's married, so, you know, Chris, he's off the radar. He's not going to worry about the girls in the house. But, boom, Michael is the biggest hottie kind of there, and i got to get him out to go for Maddie. And I'm just like, dog, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so we see that Chris ends up backdooring Michael, but he has this big plan to tell everybody that really he's going to backdoor Min Lee. Min Lee gets in there and is like, yeah, tell everyone that you're really going to backdoor me, putting a lot of heat on herself, which is helpful for Chris a little bit. And sure enough, he backdoors Michael, who is, I would say, the head of this Victor's Alliance of Michael, Rianne, Maddie, and John Luke. John Luke throws an absolute fit. Maddie is obviously really upset. Rianne is pretty chill about the whole thing, which is smart because Maddie then goes storming into Chris's HOH and says, why did you lie to me? Why did you tell me all these things that you were going to put up Min Lee? Nobody likes her. We're supposed to get her out. Why'd you put up Michael? And uh, the conversation between the two of them was just, dare I say it, almost adorable. It just seemed like 
two people fighting, and Chris was like, now you're going to be loyal to me. Everything's going to be okay. And Maddie's like, I'm never going to be loyal to you and stop Maddieing me. And now you kind of are a target. And it's like, Maddie, your ride or die Michael is leaving the house. You are solely relying now on Rianne and John Luke to win HOH. I know it sucks. I know this whole house is being fake with you. But unfortunately, this is part of the game. And right now, you need to start forming other connections with people. This is an opening. Chris is giving you an opening as sleazy as it sounds he wants you on his side so we saw that happen but she obviously stormed out and right now that brings us to the end of the week where michael gets voted out nine three the three people voting to save him are leanne madeline and john luke indeed so so that just shows the whole house how strong and affirm and a loyal of an alliance they are which okay i get it on one point you know they already knew about the four of the house so it didn't really matter but it's not looking good because we find out that the new hoh is Sheldon. We see all the balls in the middle of the backyard. Everybody's got to reach for a yellow ball, fill it up in another player's glass. If your glass reaches 10 balls, then you are knocked out. Last player in wins HOH. And we see that Sheldon is the winner, emerges victorious. What do we think about Sheldon winning HOH? What do we think about Sheldon's game? Now we're going to start assessing all the players. First off, it's very interesting how it's always week three. You really get to see in the HOH competition, who's targeting who and who's actually working together. Week three, you have this competition with all these balls and the fact that you have to take out other players is not do your best and hopefully you win. It's get everyone else out. I thought that was hilarious. Like watching from a viewing standpoint is such a different experience. It really, really is. But I think Sheldon being HOH, I don't know what to say about it because I haven't seen a lot of him. We haven't really gotten to know exactly who Sheldon is and what Sheldon wants yet. His alliance, it seems kind of like Kyle's been taking the lead on that one. And Sheldon has been his right-hand man. But now that he's in power, I wonder if he's going to make the moves that he wants to make. I wonder if he's going to let his alliance sway him into making the move that they think is best. Sheldon and Kyle, Vanessa and Brooke are in the KVBS alliance. Vanessa has been a bit on the fence about that alliance. We have to see how strong that alliance is. I feel like out of everyone, yeah, she's closest with Kyle. Like, they're super tight. Now, Sheldon is HOH, like you said. He's a very reserved guy, so it's also very difficult sometimes to really, truly feel how he's going to act in certain situations. In this situation, though, Kiki, I'm getting a very big, he's going to put up Madeline and Rianne vibe. And here's the deal. Look at the kind of conversations and the relationships he's made in the past week. He's obviously boys with Kyle. He is definitely not putting up Chris after Chris saved him pretty much last week by not backdooring him and instead backdooring Michael. He's not going to go after Suzanne. He's not going to go after Brooke, Vanessa. I guess he's going to go after like Carol, Angie. There's Min Lee, Jamal and, you know, Hira. It almost seems like the Victors is like the easy play. The whole house is sort of against them. It's almost at a point where I don't think Sheldon should have even won this competition. There isn't really much you can do if people are just filling up balls in other people's glasses, but Sheldon winning this competition is probably not the best play. So you're looking at Sheldon right now and you're thinking to yourself, what? Like, what could you tell Sheldon to do with this HOH? Not from a dramatic standpoint, but more from like a strategic standpoint so that during his HOH term, he doesn't unravel all the great relationships that he's made. I think he should go after Chris this week. He could spin it any way he actually wanted. If Sheldon, Kyle, Vanessa, and Brooke wanted to play strategically, what they would do is get Chris out this week and keep Rianne, John Luke, and Madeline, because those are three people. It's still a numbers game at this point, and you would rather have those three people with you and get one person out and have two more people against you or whatever the case is. Because if you look at it, Chris is only quote-unquote real ally, in my opinion, from watching what I've seen, is Kyle. And Kyle's lying to this guy's face every second. Right now, Kyle is in such a good spot. Chris is in such a not good spot. And Sheldon has the power to decide if he wants to make this an easy week for the Big Brother house guests. Or if he wants to make it an entertaining heartbeat for the Big Brother house guests. And if he were to put up Chris, I do wonder what would happen. He could say, oh, that was the plan all along, Chris. We wanted to take you off so we could backdoor Maddie or Rianne. Like, there's so many options he could really do. But I think if he's going to play it safe, putting up Maddie and Rianne or John Luke and Rianne or John Luke and Maddie, whatever his idea is with the evictors, I think that's just kind of boring. No offense. We really haven't seen 
John Luke and Rianne do anything yet. The only one they're really targeting is Maddie. And she's kind of making herself blow up into this emotional target as it is. So keeping her around would actually be kind of a good thing. Which brings us to our next player. And you know what? Let's talk about Chris. Chris just left this HOH term. And like we said, he didn't really create any strong allies. I think he's close with Angie. We saw a moment where Angie was uh, flirting with Chris. I actually found a cute moment on the live feeds. And Angie was saying to Chris that she's generally shy and reserved kind of girl. However, vacation Angie is inappropriate and assertive. And Chris was like, uh... <laughs> wow, Vacation Angie sounds like a boss. <laughs> <laughs> Angie was having fun. You know, it's the Big Brother house. We all like to uh, let loose a bit. But what do we think about Chris now? Because from what it seems like, Sheldon is not putting up Chris. Chris is going to ride off into the sunset this week. So with that being said, what suggestions do you have for Chris? If you could get in his ear, what would you be telling him to do this week? I would say, Chris, you know, forget the fact that you forgot who your mom was when you opened a Wendy's window. Forget about the fact that everyone just played you and you got out Michael when you really maybe shouldn't have. Just don't even think about that. Move forward because this game changes so fast and make some strong alliances. Get in close with Angie. Get in close with Kira. Like, try to mend what is broken. Chris really should be cementing his alliance with Angie because Angie is close with Chris. But he should also be pulling in some of the people that are on the outside. How about Carol? Maybe Vanessa and say, listen, guys, I found out that during my last week as HOH, people that I thought were loyal to me aren't really super loyal to me. Let's try to get something going here. Let's try to get another alliance. Let's all look out for each other. It's a start to something. Chris needs to do some really big work this week, building solid relationships. Because by this point in the game, if it's week three and you can't honestly say that you at least have one or two people that have your back solidly, you're not in a good position. So he's got to work, work, work and build those connections, make some good allies right now, whoever they may be. Bring in Jamar and Min for heck's sake. Where have they been? They're just like off doing their own thing, which is cool. Chris has proven that he can be, A, a great shield. He's a guy who can win comps. He is staying this week, pretty much more likely than not. So the other people in the house should recognize that too because you know what happened when Chris can stay this week? He can do something called play HOH next week. What if he wins again? Now is the time for other house guests to realize Chris is a great person to work with. Definitely. I agree. Which brings us to our next player, and we are going to talk about Min Lee. Oh, my God. Finally. (laughs) Kiki 2.0. You know what? She is such great casting, and this player is what it's all about. This is why we watch Big Brother. This is why we love Big Brother. This is why we stand Big Brother. This is why... Big Brother exists. It's people like Minley. She came into this house. She had everybody, meaning Canada, against her. She wasn't getting really on the right foot with the house guests. And boom, it's like shit hit the fan. You have to win this competition. If you don't, your ass is grass. And she went out there and did that shit. And I was like, yes, girl. Yes, that is what I'm talking about. She has been working day in and day out. Hasn't been getting too close to anybody. The only person who she's kind of closest to would be Jamar. And even at that, they kind of have a hate map. Neither one of them fully trust each other. I mean, it's like you and me, for Christ's sake. Like... (laughs) Like, honestly. So when I was watching Min Lee and some of the conversations Min Lee was having with Jamar, it was literally giving me throwbacks to some of the conversations that we had last season. We'd both look at each other and be lying our asses off to each other. <laughs> and none of us would trust each other. And you'd run right back to SD and be like, don't trust Mark. He's not worthy of telling you he's lying. Then I'd run to Anthony. I'm like, man, I just don't trust Kiki. I'm not feeling it. It was just this, this vicious cycle that would never stop. But yeah, I agree. Min Lee has grown on me a little bit. When I first saw her bio, I was like, "Mm, not the player that I'm rooting for. But, you know, she did prove herself by putting her heart and soul into that comp when she was at risk of going home. And she saved herself that way. She's also, yeah, inserted herself into the game, into group conversations, which is very important. We talked about this in the last episode. If you're having a lot of one-on-ones, that's where things get a bit sketchy. She's trying to get involved with the plans and everything. What concerns me a bit about Min Lee is that she's got the heat on her. Then it comes off of her. But then it always seems to come right back to her versus a guy like Kyle 
is very good at deflecting the heat away. What would you tell Min Lee if you could get in her ear for a few minutes? I see you, girl, and I know what you're trying to do here. But the thing is, being under the radar isn't a bad thing sometimes. When the heat's off you, let it be off of you. But I will say, sometimes for me, when I was in the house, if nothing was going on and I felt like no one was talking about me, that made me more paranoid. So it was almost easier to, like, have a conversation with someone and leave them with an eerie feeling, knowing that, like, they don't really trust me. I don't know why. It's like this reverse psychology mentality, and I feel like Min is kind of on that same train. She would rather keep her name in the firing line, knowing people are talking about her, than be like Michael and have no idea. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, she wants to play the game. It sucks when the days go by and you're just doing nothing. You're like, great, the heat isn't on me, that's fine, but I want to play, like, I want to do something. And that really messes with your head, too, and nothing is going on. It's almost easier to keep chaos happening, and I think Min is somebody who thrives in chaos. That is where her comfortability lies. The problem with that is too much, too hard. People are going to get sick of that, and they're going to be like, hey, she's just like an explosive bomb. We've got to get her out. So that is super, super dangerous. She's walking a fine line right now, but she's giving Canada an excellent ride. She's creating good conversations, like you said, good relationships with several people in the house, one being Jamar, of course, who we'll get to in a bit. But I would love to see her work more with the girls. I know she got upset with Angie. She had a bit of a spat with Maddie, of course. Maddie is not a huge fan of Min Lee. If they can work out their differences, Min Lee, all she has to do really is just keep pushing the whole last year. It was a bunch of pretty boys and boys and boys and boys. You know, screw the boys. Let's have girls run the season and let's try to put our differences aside. I think uh, she'll really come out to shine. Maybe I'm just, like, overshadowing here, but I partially feel like she's trying to do that. Her target this week was Michael. She wanted him out. That was part of her plan. She's like, it's really good for me. And then now, with Sheldon being HOH, I wonder what she's going to say, because I think she knows for her own game, if a bigger dude were to leave, that would be more helpful for her. One thing I like about Min Lee is whenever she has a conversation with someone, she always asks the other person, what do you think so-and-so thinks about me? That way she gets a good idea of what other people are saying about her. Min Lee needs to win an HOH at this point. So true. If she's all bark, no bite, that's not good. I'm curious to know because let's say Min Lee makes it through the week. Who do you think she would put up if she won next week? She would probably target Kyle and Maddie if Maddie's still there. And if Maddie's not there, then she's probably going after another girl. I would say she's putting up a girl and a guy. What if she puts up Jamar? Will she have your stand card? Yeah. I love that cutthroat shit. I love it. And then, as Jamar said, that when Min Lee gets evicted, he would kiss her on the way out. As Jamar gets evicted, Min Lee kisses him on the way out. I don't see that happening. Which brings us to our next player, and that is a girl who is playing very, very well, and that is Suzanne. What do we think about Suzanne? Yeah, where is Suzanne? Like, I haven't seen her in the firing line at all. She had one of the toughest positions coming into the house, knowing that Canada didn't like her. She came second in that, which proved her strength in there. And even with not having safety in any of the competitions, she still kept it together. I know Nico self-evicted. You can always expect the unexpected. And I feel like she's been really good at integrating herself into the house and keeping it really chill, playing a really low-key game building those connections organically so that people are wanting to feed information to her and her not make any proper decisions. I mean, when she knew about this backdoor plan last week with Michael and she's having Michael and Madeline there being like, we're both paranoid. And she was so chill being like, guys, it's fine. Like, why are you upset? That was some sneaky shit. She played it well. This is why I like Suzanne so much. There's a difference between being okay with the house and there's a difference between being loved by the house. I would say in the first few weeks, I was good with everyone in the house, more so on uh, nobody wanted to put me up per se. I was never on anyone's immediate target radar. There were much bigger targets in the house. A guy like Dane, though, Dane was loved by the house. And if you're okay with the house, you'll make it to jury. If you're loved by the house, you will win the game. And what Suzanne is doing is she is being loved by the house in the many different conversations she's having. She's in six-some alliance. Kyle, Vanessa, Suzanne, Kira, who else is in there? She's in so many different alliances, and she's always just in every group conversation at the right place at the right time. 
So she's actually being loved by the house as aside from, say, other people in the house that are just, oh, wow, I'm playing such a great game because nobody wants to put me up this week or next week. But really what's happening is that you're not going up because there's a bigger target there. I also like Suzanne because, like you said, she got thrust into this very bad situation right away. Sure, Nico self-evicted. But what that does, Kiki, especially right when you walk in the house, is it forces you into game mode. You can't lie back. You can't chill. Right away, you must play. Do you have any ideas or tips for Suzanne, was there anything that you saw that sort of stuck out that you wanted to talk about? I would say with Suzanne, her best asset right now is her conversation skills and being likable. I would say, girlfriend, like, don't worry too much about the competitions if you don't have to right now because you're not on anybody's radar. So keep being loved by that house and keep building those connections and keep being right there when decisions are made. Have an input, but don't ever have it come back to you as your decision. And boom. Congratulations, you'll make it at least the final four. I agree. I do think Susanna's going to go far, and I'll bookmark that one with you. Adam also thought that. Adam thought Suzanne has a good shot of winning the game. And final four, I, I'm going to agree with you on that as well. I saw that Jamar and Suzanne actually had an interesting conversation. And Jamar was getting all cuddly with Suzanne. And Suzanne sort of pulled back a bit and was like, let's just be friends. And Jamar was like, what? I think Suzanne has a good way about letting people down without hurting their feelings, if you will, for lack of a better expression. And I think she's playing it very smart. I also really enjoyed her conversation with Min Lee that she was having when she was really playing up the fact that she can't be mean to people and men's like trying to give her advice on like okay yes like, you know like <laughs> this is how you got to be direct and all this stuff with Suzanne doing that that was so smart she's a loud Italian woman this girl stands her ground outside of the house ain't nobody telling her what to do but inside this house she's playing this oh my god I am submissive card I will do anything you want card men you're the bad bitch in the house she's playing that so well that she won't be on anyone's target if she keeps that up. So good for her. She knows that Min Lee enjoys this head bitch in charge mentality. Which brings us to our next player, and that is Maddie. Maddie, who was very upset at Chris that Michael was the real backdoor and not Min Lee. Maddie is not a fan of Min Lee. Oh my god, I have so many thoughts on Maddie. Kiki, what are you thinking about Maddie? I'm interested to see how she plays now that Michael's gone. I think maybe she did get a little comfortable with Michael early on. And obviously, I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm a no-bullshit kind of girl. But she's hot, and Michael's hot. And the fact that they were this hot couple in the house got on the nerves of everybody else. I guarantee it. And the fact that like they're not out there making connections with anyone else also, I guarantee it, got on the house nerves so maddie now that michael's gone has got to work her little tush off and make some more connections i know it's gonna suck girlfriend but you gotta swallow your tongue and you gotta flirt you gotta flirt you have to talk game you've got to ask them and fake laugh and talk about things that you don't even care to talk about because right now you are on the bottom of the totem pole and you gotta work your way up i 100 percent agree i think that sheldon is going to go after maddie sheldon is going to go after rianne this week and a possible john luke backdoor the evictors are in big trouble. A few things. Maddie, part of the evictors, the four-person alliance, which just lost Michael. Now is when we realize the evictors didn't really spread out. They didn't branch out and create other connections in the house. Real connections, that is. And now they're the bottom feeders. And Maddie was upset at Chris and admitted to Chris that he is a target, which... In the heat of things, I get why Maddie did that, but 100% I agree with you. Maddie is loved still by the guys. This whole thing happened because Chris had a bit of... Uh, Jealousy. Exactly. Over Michael. And you know what? Maddie, you should milk that. Milk, milk that. Milk girl. Seriously. That is your opening. That is your golden ticket. <laughs> Go over to every single guy and make them feel like you're their number one. Get in their hearts. You want to wrap guys around their finger? You can do it. You have all the tools. Maddie, yes. go to every guy. Tell them about how you're the hottest guy in the house. You're the only one that makes me laugh. Just milk it. Milk it. Milk it. And then anytime they call you out and say, well, why do I see you talking to that guy? You be like, oh, that guy is so annoying. I have to talk to him just to blah, blah, blah. And then talk down about that guy. And it'll make the guy you're talking to feel even better about himself. Totally. Maddie has the tools right now to have every single guy wrapped around her finger. Not only that, I think Maddie can take Jamar away from Minley. Wow, that's a big statement, Marco. I believe it. I believe she has what it takes. If she puts her mind to it, she can do it. 
Look at you, little inspirational boy. I want to see Maddie turn into Sweet D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If she does that, she will have my stand card for life. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what she can do this week. I wish her the best of luck. I think that it's hard for her right now. I think she really is in one of the toughest spots. But with all this adversity, she has a really, really good opening to stir shit up, make some changes, get herself out of the firing line and put other people in the spotlight. That's not her. Because the bottom line is she's not the biggest physical threat there. She's not the biggest social threat there. So she's got to work both those angles. I'm on the totem pole and I'm at the bottom, guys. Why would you shoot the weakest person here? About Maddie also, you know, she's very upset that Chris is being fake, that Chris lied, that Chris was manipulative and deceitful when it came to backdooring Michael and not backdooring Min Lee, even though Chris promised that Min Lee would be the backdoor. And Maddie is very upset, and she says, this whole house is fake, which, you know, welcome to the party, pal. I'm curious to know if Maddie can be fake as well. Kiki, do you think Maddie has what it takes to swallow her pride and just be... Dare I say it, incredibly sleazy and lie and fake it and just be deceitful. I just don't know if she's that type of person, to tell you the truth. I think Maddie is someone who takes pride in the fact that she can have tough conversations with people because she wants to clear the air face-to-face. But unfortunately, who you are on a day-to-day basis in the outside world is not who you need to be in the Big Brother house to succeed and to go far. And that's the unfortunate part of this game. Some things you have to leave at the door like your morals. In some cases, you've got to decide what are you willing to do to go far in this game. It's a test of absolute self-reflection and morality. And Maddie right now is choosing the side of, I want to stay so true to who I actually am, that this is what's going to happen. But she knows, the house knows, Canada knows, if you're trying to play an honest game like that, you're not going far, sweetheart. It's not going to work out. People don't want to play with somebody who is that honest all the time because what happens when she doesn't like you? She's going to say it in front of the house. Girl, just bring out your inner villain. You're playing a game, and that's the bottom line. Who you are is not who you're playing as. Love it. Which brings us to our next player, Kiki, and that is Kyle. Kyle, our man who I just made an early prediction. I truly think Kyle is going to win this game. You do, hey? I do. What are your thoughts about Kyle? Is anything that Kyle said or did on the episodes that sort of stick out to you? Because he obviously played a very instrumental role in Michael going home. Let's be real. He knew Sheldon was a big target. He knew Sheldon had a good chance of going home. He obviously didn't want that. And like you said earlier in the episode, it was Kyle's HOH. Kyle was the brains behind this HOH. He protected his boy by creating a fake alliance, which they'll ride out for as long as they need, obviously. What do you think about Kyle? I think Kyle is playing the game. I think he is 100% dedicated to every lie, to every conversation, to every interaction that he's in. And I think what I like about that is it reminds me of Dane. Yes, 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 yes. He's committed to talking to you. If he's talking to you, he's looking at you, and he's making you feel like you are safe with him. You guys have a special bond, and your secret's safe. If you can make somebody feel like that, then you are going to soar in this game because no one's going to come up to you. Everyone's going to want your advice and opinion, so you're going to know a lot about what everyone else is thinking, and everyone's going to want you on your side because you're a competition beast. Kyle's in a very good spot right now. The only thing I would say is that I hope he can keep it together. That's always the hope, because when someone's playing really well, if anybody catches on to that, that is when things really shake up. I really, really do hope he goes well. I've liked Kyle ever since preseason, so it's nice to see him really get in there and get his feet wet and play hard and save his boy Sheldon. That was awesome. Good for him. Carol, Vanessa, and Min Lee were in the hot tub, and they were joking around about how they're like the pretty girls of BB Can 8 and how Min Lee was saying, yeah, Jamar just told me that he's going to put up Kyle. He's going to backdoor Kyle. And I made out with him. Here's the funny part. Everyone sees what Kyle is up to. Everyone knows that Kyle played Chris. It's no big secret. The thing is, the kind of conversations that Kyle is having, if you're watching the live feeds, are absolute gold. For example, Maddie knows 100% that Kyle played her like a fiddle. What did Kyle do? He sat down with Maddie and he said, Maddie, I love you. And on a personal level, I will always be here for you in this game. And I just want you to know that if it was my HOH, things would have gone down differently. 
I was just looking out for myself. He was like apologizing to her. He was saying that, you know, I understand that I lied and it was manipulative and deceitful and I am so sorry and I understand any disrespect that comes my way from your part, but I just want to let you know what was going on and you are 100% right. He was literally saying all the right things to her and Maddie at the beginning of the conversation was upset and still left a bit upset, but left with a bit of a sweeter taste in her mouth about Kyle. Kyle puts in the work, man. He is really, really putting in the work. He's got to keep that up. My biggest worry about him is getting too close to Vanessa. If he gets too close to Vanessa and everyone can see that those two are ride or dies, that's a strong duo. And people are not going to like that. I think socially he's better, competitively he's better. But the thing is, because Vanessa trusts him so much and because she is a good competitor. I don't know if she's better than Kyle, but because she is good, he wants to keep her close, and that's a smart move. We're going to really find out this week how Chris feels about this whole HOH situation that he had last week, because I want to see how Kyle interacts with Chris, if he really gives him even the time of day, because it's no longer about Chris. This is true. However, I think he will simply based on the fact that Sheldon's probably not going after Chris and Sheldon and Kyle are boys. Chris will probably be riding off the fact of, yeah, 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 we're boys, we're boys, right? You know, us three, we're going to go to the end in this fake alliance. I think that Kyle will be giving Chris the time of day just to put in the work, but yeah, it's not going to be the same as when Chris was HOH. Totally. Which brings us to our next player, and that is back to the Evictors Alliance, our boy John Luke. John Luke. Every time I hear John Luke, I just think of like a perfect name for the next Pope, PJPL. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. John Luke, what a guy, man. I liked him ever since I saw his bio, too. Guy loves Halloween, and so do I, and we would have been friends with that house, I'm sure of it. But the thing with John Luke is that he's not building other connections. He has no other bros, he has no other real friends besides Rianne and Madeline. And I guarantee. Out of those three, he's really only that close with Rianne. I don't really think if it was just him and Maddie, they would have hit it off as much. I think Michael and Rianne really brought them together. He's kind of floating through a little bit. I agree with you there. He is close with Rianne and he is close with Maddie, sort of this Evictors alliance. He was one of the three to keep Michael when Michael got nominated by a 9-3 vote, sending him out as the first person evicted this season, not by self-eviction. But I agree, this would have been a perfect time, knowing that he's not on the block. Try to solidify genuine relationships, genuine connections with other people, because eventually they're going to win HOH. So it's one thing if someone wins HOH and you're close enough with them that they don't put you up, but what's even better is if you're that close with them that you can get in their ear and maybe convince them to do something during their HOH that's better for you. That's where the money's at. Yeah, definitely. So with John Luke, you know, at this point, what do you think about the Evictors Alliance? Do you think they should just desert and start all over or bring somebody else in? Like, what are you thinking about John Luke? Okay, first off, this Evictors Alliance, boys and girls, rule number one, do not name yourself the Evictors Alliance. You have evicted zero people. <laughs> it doesn't work. Everyone's confused. It's an oxymoron. We don't get it. So that's just the first part. Secondly, he's got to get out there and make some connections. I mean, the biggest thing with John Luke that he has going for him is that he is a sociable guy. And from what I've seen, he has good conversation skills. He can integrate himself into conversations. He does know how to talk to people in a way that doesn't come across as condescending or threatening. So those are really good aspects. If he can capitalize on that and work to other people that aren't super close with people, that could be really good. Another good move for him would be to actually go to Chris and be like, hey man, no hard feelings about the Michael thing. Obviously, you know I couldn't vote to evict my boy, but now that he's gone, I'm in a position, and you are in a position where we could both use each other as assets, we could be a likely duo, and no one would see it coming. If he did that, I think that would be a really smart move for him. I like that. I did not think of that. Well said. And maybe possibly even bring in someone else. You know, if Chris and Angie are close, why not John Luke get Chris and Angie together? And then wrap in Carol. See where she's at. See what she's doing. You've just got to keep adjusting and keep rearranging because whoever your alliance is, like, I think people get too stuck on who their own people are and they don't branch out as the game progresses. And every day the game is progressing and you've got to be malleable. You've got to be able to figure it out 
so you can keep surviving and keep evolving in the game. So John Luke's got to forget about this whole Evictors thing, kick it under the rug, like just pretend it never happened, move forward, and Chris, boom, shake hands, you're my boy now. Auntie, I want to work with you. Carol, get in here. Everything, really work on that. They may not be the most likely to win HOH, but the fact that they're in the game means they possibly could still win HOH, and they always have the opportunity to vote and have their minds be changed. 100% agreed. Yeah. Which brings us to our next player, the final piece of the puzzle when it comes to the Evictors Alliance, and that is Rianne. I have a few thoughts about Rianne, but Kiki, I'll let you go first. No, I would like you to go first, because I haven't seen Rianne do anything, and that's Maybe because I don't watch five feeds, and I just haven't seen a lot of her on the episodes. So I actually don't have a ton to say about Rianne, just because I haven't seen her. I don't know how she conversates. I don't know who she's closest to besides Annie and John Luke. I actually don't know a lot about Rianne, which I don't know if it's a good thing or not. What you pretty much just said wraps up my feelings with oh, Rianne. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, Rianne, Rianne, Rianne. Uh, I love you, girl. I met your family. Lovely people. We had a great premiere. You're from Chetwind. Your family came down to Kelowna for the event. I had a great time hanging out with them. Actually, fun fact, we had a silent auction, and her dad won the happy hour hangout with yours truly and Dane. So <laughs> that'll be fun. But Rianne, like you said, is not making connections with other people. She's playing sort of a backseat role. She's coasting a bit through the game right now, which, okay, I think that's what's happening is she's realizing, hang on a second, nobody's nominating me. I'm lying low. That's fine to lie low, but you can't lie low socially. You got to insert yourself into the social conversations. You can't rely on your Evictors Alliance. I'm hoping that Michael getting kicked out of the house was the biggest blessing for her because now she realizes, oh, shoot, I got to start putting in work. I do hope she gets nominated this week because that'll kick her into game mode. Second week, and she's like, uh-oh, I'm up against the block next to Maddie. You know, most likely Maddie will go over me, but at least it'll light a fire under my butt, for lack of a better expression, and it'll start getting me thinking about game mode. I feel like that's what happened with you, Kiki. You were nominated three times in a row, and you really had a fire in you to go out and win that veto or at least campaign your heart out to the house you actively try to play, which is what I'd like to see from Rianne. Like you said, I'm not seeing a lot in the way of conversations with other house guests, and that concerns me. No, absolutely. So thoughts about Rianne. Again, I think we've agreed she isn't playing the greatest conversational game. What would you do, though, if you could pull Rianne aside in like the DR and Kiki, you walk in, you've got five minutes with her, what would you tell her? First thing I'd say is you're gorgeous, you're from so you know I'm rooting for you. Second thing I'd say is, girl, get your ass out there and start making those connections. Start making conversations with people, get to know what they like, get on a personable level with him because right now you've gone three weeks without doing that. People are already sketched out about you. You've got to find a way to ease yourself in without freaking people out. People know one of your main alliance members is gone and people know that you are scrambling. You've got to capitalize on that. Do something that's going to make yourself set up to have a good week this week and have a good week next week. The bottom line is she has a better chance of staying if Maddie goes. If it's Rianne versus anyone else up there, I don't really know what's going to happen. But if it's Maddie and her on the block, if they both get put up by Sheldon and let's say both of them stay on the block, Rianne, I'm sorry, girl, you got it cut your ties with Maddie, you gotta throw her ass under the bus, and you gotta go forward without her, and pretend like, man, I didn't even want to be a part of this alliance, you know, these two lovebirds just wrote to me and John Lucan, and I think if her and John Luke, my other BC boy, were to integrate in with anyone else, they have a better shot, but right now, she's sticking to her comfort zone of John Luke and Maddie, and I know it's hard to go out and be social all the time, I think Rihanna is a little bit introverted. That's kind of my feel for her. And because of that, it's harder for her to have those conversations. I get that totally. But you have to do it. It's part of the game. And you have to. Kiki, I'm loving the savageness of it. It's Alliance Making 101. We try to do that as the Pretty Boys was to branch out and make different connections with different people in the house. Dane got really close with Esty. Adam got close with Sam. Anthony got close with Corey. I try to get close with you, albeit unsuccessfully. <laughs> It was an effort 
that did not work. But you know what? Here's the thing, Mark. I think between you and I, we both have seen Big Brother. We have studied Big Brother so much. We couldn't trust each other. There was no reason for me to trust you, and there was no reason for you to trust me. You just get that gut feeling, man. Like, I know you know more than you're saying. There was a cool moment when we were both on the Tempur-Pedic mattress, and I was trying to tell you who Dr. Will was. And in my mind, I'm like, no, no, who Dr. Will is? And then, like, you're just like, there, yeah, oh, so there's this Dr. Will guy? Like, he's a doctor? <laughs> Oh, man, I know, man. I was killing myself on the inside. I was like, oh, Marco, I can't wait to talk to you outside of this house. <laughs> so, yeah, I like what you had to say about Rianne. I agree that she does need to throw the evictors under the bus, and we'll see how she uh, takes it from there. What I do like about her, though, is she has the possibility to throw the evictors under the bus and get away with people believing it because when Michael was backdoored, John Luke freaked out. So did Maddie. It was almost like they didn't know that it was coming. Although if you watch the live feeds, they suspected it. Maybe not John Luke, but Rianne was very cool and composed. I like that about her. That is a tell that she has the possibility to do something about it. Yes, because when she's cool and composed like that, it makes her look like she's not really feeling anything. And that's a good sign because it shows the rest of the house, wait, Maybe she's not as close to them as we thought she was, which gives her an opening. Even Michael was saying we shouldn't trust Rianne at one point in the live feeds because she might be slipping. You know, I think that had to do with the fact that Rianne had like a three-hour conversation with Chris and Chris was trying to transform her brain. So, you know what? Rianne could probably suck up to Chris a bit, suck up to the guys, give them, you know, a little bit of milk and honey, tell them about how awesome they are and that they're the coolest things since sliced bread. She doesn't have to think that, obviously. Just let them think that. Lead them on to this place where, oh my God, Rianne loves me, blah, blah, blah. And really, Rianne could be laughing on the inside like, these guys have no idea, but I've got them wrapped around my finger. I think she has the ability to do that as well. You know what's funny, though, is that seems to be any hot girl's tactic that she knows is a non-fail. It will work every time. It will. If you play the flirt card, it will work every time. You know, let's cut this shit. It's 2020. This whole, like, guys are not emotional. Shut up. Everybody's emotional. We're human beings. We're built to connect. Guys of all people want to know that they're doing well. Anyone wants to know that they're doing well. And when you hear it from somebody you're attracted to, it kind of helps out a little bit. You definitely get hit by it, whether you want to or not. So yes, girl, play that card. Even if it's the card you don't want to play, if it's the right card, you've got to play it. Which brings us to our next person, Brooke. Brooke is not a fan of the alpha bro. She is not a fan of Chris. I do believe Brooke is going to go far. Something to do with every person who is put on the block the first week and survives always goes far. Case in point, Damien, season seven. Dimitri, season five. Kelsey, season four. Emmett, season one. Peely, season three. It's always like that. If you get put on the block the first week and you survive, you will go far. What do you think about Brooke? I think Brooke, first of all, is gorgeous. I just want to throw that out there because I really do think she's beautiful. And like, I don't know if like she really even knows that. Like, I guarantee she's like played up this whole like I have a bunch of cats and like I wear glasses and I'm a little bit nerdy and weird. But like, regardless, you can be all those things. And I just have to let you know, like, you're stunning. You're fucking beautiful. So that's the first thing. Secondly, I would say. I love what she's doing when she's playing up this I'm a little bit of a floater card that's not a bad tactic I hear you and I see you with that problem is that only is going to get you so far if you don't have solid 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 people so this week especially with Sheldon being HOH she's got to make sure she is not in any danger whatsoever I understand that they're even in an alliance together but she's still got to make other plans for the weeks following because it's not going to be her alliance all the time in power so she has to be able to connect with other people. I don't know how close she is with Angie. I don't know how close she is with Suzanne. I don't know how close she is with men. I don't know how close she is with anybody, honestly, besides the four people that she's really working with. I mean, we saw Michael get mad at her. So we know that Maddie, Rianne, and John luc partially, for some reason, think Brooke was behind it, which was super weird having Michael be backdoored. I mean, Brooke is on the block. Like, she has nothing to do with it. She's in a shitty spot, too. But she has to be able to, if she wants to go further, I guess my advice for everyone is just keep making connections. Don't stop working. You have to keep working the house. Brooke should really be getting in close with Chris as much as she is not a fan of the Alpha Bro, and as much as she's not a fan of this kind of person, maybe in the real world, you wouldn't find them at a book club exchanging their favorite stories. Nobody would suspect Brooke and Chris to be a duo, but they could be a good duo. And if Chris stays this week, like I said, Chris can very much win HOH next week. 
Totally. She should make good connections with the people that are on the side a bit. Maybe sneak in a bit there with Jamar Min Lee or Hira, Carol, Angie. What I'm really uh, interested in, too, is why no one has really bonded with Chris. I mean, the fact is he's already won a mental competition and he's already won a physical competition. I understand it was throwing a basketball into a hoop, but it doesn't matter. This is why Kyle's going to win, because Kyle realizes that. Everyone else is like, oh, we're so mad at Chris, and we're not going to talk to him. Like, no, no, this is a great time to talk to him. Here's a guy definitely staying this week, and... Very good chance of winning HOH next week. Team up with him. Tell him everything he needs to hear and make sure to throw Kyle under the bus. If Brooke got together with Chris and something could work out there, that would be a twist nobody saw coming. And they would both be able to go far because nobody would actually put the two together. Brings us to our next player, and that is Hira. Hira needed to win that veto because if he didn't win that veto and let's say Brooke got taken off the block and Michael got put up against Hira, Michael could have stayed. Yeah, completely agree. And I don't know if Hira necessarily had the campaign skills. No, don't think so. I think Hira just straight up needed to win that veto and he did a good job at doing it. What do you think about Hira? First off, I want to say he is probably the biggest fan favorite of mine. I am just obsessed with him. I think he's so sweet. And that's just a personal level that has nothing to do with the game. But every time I see him on the screen, like I get a smile on my face. But I just think he's so, so wonderful. I think Hira killed it in that veto. He went out there to win. He saw that Vanessa was doing well. He saw... Maddie was doing well, and he thought to himself, I am not letting anybody beat me. And he booked it. He hauled ass in that. He got those fish up. He did that thing. Hira proved himself. People look at Hira as maybe not an alpha male. Hira, I think, actually is an alpha male. I think Hira can go far in this game. Hira has a really good way of I don't know. I just like him. I, ju- I don't know why I like him, but I do, and I want him to go far. So Hira and Min Lee were having a conversation at like 3 a.m. in the pantry, and they made this quick final two, which was kind of interesting. Hira is playing a bit of a low-key game. Hira needed to win that veto, so that was very good. What it does is a few things. First off, it shows the house he can compete. So now people will think twice about putting him up as a pawn. People are going to be like, okay, we're going to put up Hira, Uh, but he might win, so probably not the greatest guy to put up. And he's also not high on the radar for a potential back door. So he's definitely cemented himself into a few more weeks in this game, which is good. Now he needs to make good connections, not just with Min Lee, but he needs to make good connections with all sorts of people. Suzanne, Vanessa, Chris would be a great person, even though he's obviously a bit mad that Chris put him on the block. Hira had a conversation with Suzanne and told Suzanne that him and Min Lee had a final two. Uh, don't do that, don't do that. You know what? That just shows how good Suzanne is doing. Like I said, man, her ability to conversate, her Italian warmth is coming out, and people are feeding into that. If she makes people feel comfortable enough to tell them who their final twos are, go get them. Buddy, that is huge information. So Hira is good for a few weeks, and during these few weeks, like we've said with all the other players, we're almost sounding like broken records here, make good conversations, especially with Chris. Honestly, everybody should be flocking to Chris right now. Everyone should flock to Chris, but everyone should also start making just stronger connections in general. I think people are getting too solidified. There's not a lot of movement right now, and there needs to be. I mean, there was already a backdoor. It's freaking week two. You've got to start making some movement, because obviously things are changing and they're changing quick. When someone wins HOH, okay, you got to worry about who they're going to put up, but you also have to worry about who's in their ear. Now that Sheldon is HOH, everyone's going to be like, ah, shucks, Kyle's going to be running this week again. This is a good week to show Chris, like, hey, Kyle is not your boy. (laughs) Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree with you. Which brings us to our next person, possibly Canada's favorite and a callback for All-Stars. Some have compared him to Swaggy C 2.0. I am talking about... Carol! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nice. Uh, Let's talk about Jamar. Jamar, buddy. Okay, first of all, Everybody loves him on feeds. He is the king of the feeds right now, giving Canada an excellent show. People are entertained, and immediately that is a big, big check mark. The second thing I like about Jamar, 
He has managed to be so entertaining and stay so under the radar. He has managed to express himself truthfully to Canada about what he feels and what's going on about this house and stay so out of line of fire. He's doing that so well. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it. And we love to see it. He's put himself in a good place socially as this goofy guy that nobody really wants to put up. However, I don't know if he has a lot of say when it comes to being influential with people's decisions. So in regards to Sheldon winning HOH, Jamar doesn't have to worry. Jamar and Sheldon have a fake final too. That's okay. But do you think that if Sheldon was actively targeting Min Lee, that Jamar would have the juice with Sheldon to go over and spin something to be like, no, Min Lee totally is not the right person to put up. Or Jamar has enough juice to start convincing other people how to run their HOH. I think he wants to go far in this game, obviously. I don't know who he wants to go far with, but I would say he has to make those decisions quickly. He has to figure out really who is his alliance. So final two is Sheldon. Who knows if it's real or not, but he's definitely playing a good, low-key social game. I don't know if I'm truly on board, though, with what he's doing with Min Lee. He's holding hands while they're watching the veto. He's making it very obvious that he's a big fan of Min Lee. They're in a showmance. They're in a no-mance, a hate-mance, a love-mance, a whatever's going on-mance. I'm not even sure at this point. That's the thing, right? I mean, as much as we can be like, oh, we love Jamar so much, and we do love Jamar. He's a very, very entertaining haven't seen him play. I don't know what he's like in competitions in the sense of can he win? How is he when his ass is on the block and he's campaigning? He's only played a low-key game. We haven't seen him play offense or defense, really. He's just gone with the house so far. So we'll have to see in the coming weeks what he's got to do. Any last piece of advice? Anything like create stronger social connections? We've already said that about all. Is there anybody he should be talking to? What are you thinking? Yeah, Jamar, get close with some other people in there and definitely don't make it too obvious with men what everything going on is with the house. You gotta play it more low-key than that. Which brings us to our next player, Carol. Oh, Carol. I love Carol. So in the past week, Carol wanted to self-evict. If you were watching the live feeds, after the veto comp, she uh, apparently had chipped a tooth. She was feeling a bit down. That comp was fucked, by the way. Having to dunk your head in fucking freezing water and move rocks with your head. Who decided that was a good competition? That is pretty uh, out there. Big Brother Canada is like a mixture of the challenge and Big Brother and Survivor all at the same time. Yeah, it really uh, is. Yeah, you get the survival of the fittest, that's for sure. And yeah, they're not playing around. Carol struggled a bit with that one. She probably felt a bit down and uh, wanted to see her family. We don't know all the reasons, but that must have been a mess of a day for the producers. First, Nico self-evicts. Now, Carol wants to self-evict. It's like, uh-oh, this whole season's going up in shambles. We see that Carol does not self-evict, still in the house. She did get involved with that whole flip the vote thing that was going on because there was a time when Michael had a chance of staying where they had managed to sort of get Carol on board. Carol was thinking about voting out Brooke. So was Vanessa. What do you think about Carol? I don't know where Carol's head's at. And that's hard. I don't know who Carol is closest to. I don't know who Carol's targets are. I don't know if Carol is gunning for HOHs or if she wants to stay low. And having that confusion is difficult for me to assess how she's playing right now. But I like her. She's from Nanaimo. That's a ferry away from me. I really want to meet her when she's outside of this house. I love her. I love her. I love her. I just don't know how she's playing because I don't know what her angle is in this game right now. Are you planning for how I'm going to survive this week or are you planning how am I going to survive six weeks from now? True. I think she still has the possibility of being a leader within an alliance, regardless of an alliance winning or not. If you're low-key enough, you can have influence in the house. Start sharing more stories with the other house guests, the ones that you're not so close with. Get close with Chris. Open up, find out a bit more about him. Chris had this great conversation with Carol and was like building her up. Build Chris up. Gas everybody up in the house. Tell them that they're all lions. Good things will happen. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so it brings us to our second to last player. Let's talk about Vanessa, our East Coast girl. She's representing PEI and low-key, I think she's also representing Newfoundland as well because Newfoundland does not have representation this season. Very shocking that they don't have representation. There's usually somebody from Newfoundland, and honestly, Newfoundland is absolutely insane about Big Brother. Like, you go out to Vancouver, you go out to Edmonton, occasionally people will stop you on the street and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, I saw you on the show. If you go to Newfoundland, you are like God, pretty much. Oh, that's hilarious, hey? For Vanessa, first of all, congratulations. You are the first person to get on Big Brother Canada. That is from Prince Edward Island. I would say Vanessa... I love how competitive you are. I can see that 
from the get-go. This girl in every competition wants to win it. And that's what we like to see. We love those players who go out there to win. I can see she's got a fighting spirit, and she is someone that wants to go far. I love her connection with Kyle. I think that's a strong, strong duo. How close is she, though, with Sheldon if it's just her and Sheldon? How close is she with Brooke if it's just her and Brooke? I don't want her to put all of her trust in Kyle because I think she needs to be able to have her ass covered. You know, you just can't trust Kyle so much. And even the way we're talking about Kyle makes me feel like he really is similar to Dane. And it's frustrating me. He's doing the right things. The conversations he's having with everyone, he's putting in the work. You know what? Vanessa right now is in a bad spot because Sheldon just won HOH. There is no chance in God's green earth that Vanessa is going up or even being backdoored this week. She is very much riding on easy street. This is her opportunity to start building in a very relaxed zone with other players in the house. And who knows, maybe even report back to Sheldon and get in his ear about taking out different targets. Vanessa probably would want Min Lee out this week. If Min Lee's not going out this week, Vanessa should be getting in Sheldon's ear and be saying, hey, let's take out Min Lee. Min Lee can be a big threat to both of our games and spin it in a way that Min Lee is definitely gunning for Sheldon. I think Vanessa has an interesting position because she has an easy week this week. I think she has the opportunity if she wants to, she could build really good relationships with Kira, with Chris, with Angie, with Suzanne. I mean, she has this opportunity right now to really, really work and create something magical. Vanessa has a good chance of going far in this game. She has to keep her head on straight. She's got to keep her eye on the prize. And I really like the fact that she is going out there and she's playing. Like, I see her really trying to get information and wants to be in everything. And I like that about her. But she just got to do it. Like, just do it. Min Lee, Carol, and Vanessa formed their little ting, if you will, and said, yeah, we're like the pretty girls. And Vanessa's close with Carol. And they were all giddy about how Min Lee was like putting all the balls during the HOH competition in Angie's tube. So there's a lot of drama going on over there between the girls. But yeah, Vanessa, this is a good week for her to just go out and like you said, just do it. Mm -hmm. This brings us to our final player, and that is Angie from Winnipeg. I really like what she's doing so far. She's playing a low-key game. She's not on anyone's radar. She's making connections with people. I don't think she's on production's radar either. She hasn't had a DR session yet. She is like the Holly of BB21. Wow. Okay. Well, all I can say. <laughs> Here's the thing. Angie is in trouble. She's played a very low-key game. Yes, you're right. And I guarantee you with the way she's playing right now, she will definitely crack jury. The problem is we're like, what, two and a half weeks in? She has not created anything serious with anyone. That's not good at all. See, that's what worries me. I thought she was playing so low-key that she was doing something so secretive. I don't even know what it is. But if she's just not, then I, I don't know. Here's the thing. What kind of influence do you think she'd have over the house guests? Okay, so she's close with Chris. What I'm curious to know is who would win HOH that you could see Angie going over to and influencing that HOH's decision? Maddie. Angie's close enough with Maddie, you'd say, hey? I don't think she's close enough with Maddie. I just think Maddie is fragile enough and would rather lean into somebody like Angie than lean into somebody like Vanessa. I'm not saying that, you know, Angie has great interpersonal skills she hasn't made connections and it's day 15 like that's a long time you remember what it was like two weeks into the house it's done at that point it's kind of done and then you move as the house moves but at that point you have to have somebody or some people you have to absolutely like you really do anything at this point to try and get into uh, people's ears uh, what's trending on twitter is the whole angie versus min lee and the expedia lounge blow up i haven't had a chance to listen to it but apparently Angie just ripped Min Lee a new one. At this point, 14 days in, the impression you made, that's probably the impression you're going to leave for the rest of the game, but it can be changed. It can be changed for sure. We've seen it happen before. People play really docile the first couple weeks and then boom, there's a switch. And I love when that switch happens. The thing is, some people don't get that chance. Some people don't get to make it to that switch. They play too low key and their ass is out. 
I don't want to see that happen, but I think it will happen. Angie, you're in that house, girl, and I want to see you work. Perfect. Kiki, this wraps up our uh, player discussion, player recap. So I'm going to ask you a few rapid-fire questions. The first question is, who is going to win Big Brother Canada Season 8? Suzanne. Okay. Who do you want to win BB Can 8? Minley. Who is your dream final two? Brooke and Jamar. And most underrated player? Brianne or Carol. Kiki, this officially wraps up the episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Much, much appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, another episode of the Mark D Show in the bag. What do you think about BB Can 8 so far? Message me on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My handle is the Mark D Show on all three platforms. Also, follow Kiki on Instagram. Her handle is the Quiet Writer. Thanks so much for listening. On the next episode, we will have Anthony Douglas joining us. He'll give us his insight on what he thinks about the show so far. Have a good week and stay healthy.